Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, coming down the pike for the next couple of hours, that's for sure. This is the broadcast for November the 26th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Furthermore, you know, ladies and gentlemen, that the checks and balances put in place by the Founding Fathers absolutely brilliant. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips are the checks and balances that they fought, bled, and died for. We are live. This is Thanksgiving. And a warm welcome to all of you for the live broadcast. And a shout out. Of happy Thanksgiving to all of you from us, the staff at Liberty Roundtable Live. A quick recap of yesterday's show. YouTube suspends one American news network claiming that they're peddling untruths. Our prayers are with freedom of religion and freedom of speech on this sacred Thanksgiving day. Dr. Roger Hopkinson, or Hopkinson, on how governments responded to the coronavirus, says it's really bad. Hysteria's got to stop. We've got to go back to life. There's no way to stop the virus, he says. He says a negative test does not give you a free pass. That's what experts are warning. We talked about Sidney Powell telling Lou Dobbs, who lawsuit in Georgia may be filed as soon as Wednesday. We'll get into that a little bit. We also talked about a witness, you know, uh, they criticize Sydney for having no witnesses. Yeah. Sadly, Tucker Carlson taking the lead on that criticism. But we played a uh, audio clip. I think her name is Artisha Bomer. I think that, that's how you say it. Artisha Bomer. She was a witness and she recounts 50 boxes. A ballot's dropped off election night in Detroit. She said it makes her sick and she's got to tell the truth. That's one witness. They claim they have thousands. Dominion, that's the voting company, right, that makes the software. They had a no-show, an expedited appeal. Matt Staver, Liberty Council, why no-show for Dominion? Dominion refuses questions from Pennsylvania legislature. Matt Staver. Why no show and why no answer questions? They just lawyered up. How come? Where there's smoke, there's fire, ladies and gentlemen. Biden, quote, I'll give pathway to citizenship to 11 million, what he calls undocumented immigrants, but I say would be illegal aliens. And you'd say, well, what about the ones who grew up here, Sam, who came here to not of the fault of their own? I agree we ought to have an appropriate strategy. Everybody shouldn't be treated the same. We ought to look into every case, every circumstance, every realism. But what we ought not do is regard, re, reward illegality. You say, Sam, wait a minute, the pilgrims, you know, they were immigrants and they came to this country. I get it. I know. 
different times require different measures and different solutions. And we need to reward those who are here keeping our laws and paying taxes. And we need to make sure that we don't reward illegals with criminal intent. How do we separate who's who and find out who the good guys are and the bad guys are? Well, that's what we need to do on our knees before Almighty God and thanksgiving for the blessings that we have. And how can we extend those blessings to as many as we possibly can without putting ourselves in harm's way? And I believe only God's guidance can give us that. Welcome to the broadcast. That's a recap of yesterday's show. Still available at LovingLiberty.net, LibertyRoundTable.com. We are live for Thanksgiving, wishing you a wonderful, happy Thanksgiving. Kurt Crosby's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Buenos dias. Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. You're very welcome, sir. Now, Kurt Crosby is on the road for Thanksgiving. I'm in studio, but neither of us are very far from home, that's for sure. we got a lot to cover today of gratitude, of appreciation, of hope, of solutions, and a whole lot more, Kurt. Let's start out with Donald Trump pardons Michael Flynn, and he also pardons Thanksgiving turkeys, but why not Steve Stockman, Kurt? Mm, Great point. There's a a lot to be, uh, I'm sure... uh, you know, there are others, but um, Steve Stockman would be on pretty much the top of our list. He'll right? be on the short list, that's for sure. And our prayers are with Steve. Our prayers are with his lovely wife. I don't know really what to do about this except for use our influence to the best of our ability to um, advocate for Steve's speedy, speedy return to his lovely wife and to his home. Uh, and President Trump has no better opportunity than now. If you can pardon turkeys. You could certainly pardon Steve Stockman, right, Kurt? Yeah, so you say pardon Turkey, uh, you're saying he pardoned Biden and Obama, too? No, 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 no. Those guys, are, we're supposed to lock those guys up, aren't we, Kurt? Oh, oh, uh, you mean a, a real turkey? Yes, sir. I don't, what yeah. do they name the turkey that got pardoned? I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. They always have these it different like names. like there were a couple of them. Uh, they said they would uh, live out their life and... Uh, Somewhere in Tennessee or something like that. Yeah, they'll live I, I out just, their lives in, in, what do they call that? Um, <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, man, you know. In captivity? That whole turkey idea, you know. There's a whole lot of turkeys that shouldn't be pardoned, you know, starting with Hillary and on down Yeah, see, I would jettison that. That's nothing but an expensive um, waste of the president's time. You know, they're like, hey, president, quit playing golf or whatever, and I'm just saying, but everybody's fine with the pardoning of turkeys. Um, you know, I would personally say let's move on to greater things and focus on things that matter most. And it looks like the Supreme Court is doing exactly that, Kurt. Headline, splitting five to four. Supreme Court to New York. The Constitution still matters. Exclamation point. People of faith were, giving some, were given something extra special to be thankful for late Thanksgiving Eve with Justice Barrett Kurt of all people casting the deciding vote the Supreme Court issued a decision stopping New York whacked out Governor Andrew Cuomo from enforcing strict lockdowns if you will or strict uh, what do you call it restrictions he wanted to enforce strict 10 percent or uh, 
25 person limitations for attending religious services. And he got shut down. The court said, uh uh, you can't do that. Noting that the New York regulations singled out houses of worship for harsher punishment, the court gave an equally harsh rebuke to the governor, Cuomo. With even a pandemic, the Constitution cannot be put away and forgotten. The restrictions against religious services, effectively barring many from religious services, strike the very heart of the First Amendment's guarantee, I'm going to say that again, the First Amendment's guarantee of religious liberty. In other words, the court reminded New York that the Constitution still matters. So as you celebrate this Thanksgiving, we know that as believers we have much to be thankful for, even during a difficult year. Anyway, you need to add putting just Justice Amy Barrett onto the court. One of the things we're thankful for this Thanksgiving uh, finishes the article that I have. But this is huge case-setting modern-day president, Kurt, saying, you know what? You cannot abuse religious liberty. This is huge. And this is an example where President Trump, in my opinion, shines once again for what he's done here. He's allowed the Supreme Court... Um, to be um, staffed, if you will, by people who believe in the supreme law of the land, people who understand and respect religious liberty, and who will prevent those who would try to put it on the altar for destruction, those who would burn it down. It was protected in a five to four decision. Amy pulling out uh, the winning vote, if you will, on this thing. Kurt? That is uh, good news, uh, Sam, and the uh... You know, I'm thankful for that. Amen to that. I'm a little bit surprised, not surprised that it, that Amy sees it that way, or I should say Judge Barrett sees it that way, but surprised that it came out right before Thanksgiving. I mean, what a blessing that is, too. Something to celebrate, something to think about, something to talk about around the dinner table. You know what? It might mean that churches can start to reopen across the country and people can get back to worshiping their God. Now, I know you don't have to have a building to worship God. But it is important, uh, you know, according to God's guidance, scripturally, scripturally speaking, you know, that we meet together off to fast and to pray and to, to worship together. We, we provide strength to one another. And as it's been taught to me over the years, it's kind of like logs on a fire. Uh, you know, when the logs get all separated, it's hard to stay, you know, keep the warmth and keep the, the heat and the fire going. But if you put all the logs together, they, you know, create this synergism and the, and the warmth and the heat just radiates there from and I think we, the people, are a lot like that when it comes to religious worship. We need one another. We need to rely on each other's strengths and support and their strength in numbers. And as we worship God together, uh, our faith grows. Our hope grows. Our desire to keep the commandments of God is rekindled and reminded. And I could go on. Quick pause. We'll talk more. This is great Thanksgiving news. We are live on Thanksgiving Day. We'll tell you why coming up. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. 
Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. In a huge five to four decision on Thanksgiving Eve, Justice Amy Coney Barrett delivers the deciding vote, splitting five to four in an incredible Supreme Court decision. Yeah, the Constitution still matters. Andrew Cuomo, you cannot shut down religious liberty. And this should be uh, a really a crack decision. In modern day across the country, upholding religious liberty, not only will it affect whacked out Cuomo in New York, but the whacked out Newsom in California has had the same abusive practices on his mind. A lot of other Democrat states across the country have had the same idea to promote bars and strip clubs and you know shut down religious liberty organizations, churches, etc. Thanks to the Supreme Court, this should stop. And we need guys like Matt Staver and many other constitutional attorneys to make sure that we uphold the Supreme Court's efforts here. What a tremendous victory, Kurt. And this speaks to the point that we've always talked about. You know, a lot of patriots think, oh, it's over, stick a fork in it, we can't do anything about things. And and they have this uh, defeatist attitude, which we reject on this radio program. Uh, and this, it just proves that when good people do good things, great things happen. Uh, Donald Trump, President of the United States of America, uh, worked towards putting constitutionalists on the courts as he said he would in the debates as he was a candidate. Uh, and he has done what he said. He kept the promise. Uh, we, the people backed that decision. The Senate primarily controlled by uh, Republicans backed that decision, gave advice and consent. And now uh, we see the results of those of a series, a, a, a series of good actions, Kurt have led to this um, Thanksgiving I would call it a gift. 
and something we certainly need to make sure we do not overlook, but that we celebrate, Kurt. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Sam. Uh, you know, and uh, I, at least I know since it is Thanksgiving, there's going to be limited staff uh, at different um, news places. But, uh, you know, it's interesting that I, I didn't uh, pick up that piece, uh, you know, either at the uh, Epic Times or uh, World Net Daily or Breitbart. Uh, so, you know, maybe they just missed it, but it seemed like that would be something their readers and, uh, you know, viewers would want to see. Uh, maybe it'll come out later. Where did I hope you it will. It? At the top of the news, um, it was uh, there. Uh, Salem Radio News covered it. Okay. And I got my story from several different places because I don't just do one, you know, one place stories or whatever. I usually cobble things together and build my own stories because every time I look, somebody has a piece of it and somebody else has another good piece. I saw a couple of different stories on it. One mentioned the five to four scenario, um, et cetera. But I'm telling you, it's great news. The Family Policy Alliance is who sent it to me, Kurt. Supreme Court of New York, the Constitution still matters. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see, who did, what's her name? Autumn Leva uh, is who works there that sent it to me. And then uh, New York Times also has it, Kurt, splitting five to four decision. Supreme Court backs religious challenge to Cuomo's virus shutdown orders, the way they term it. They don't really write it the way I would. Uh, but there you go. So it's covered, um, you know, not as well as it needs to be. And I agree that staffs are small for Thanksgiving, but, Kurt, our staff is the same size. That's right. Good point. Sam and Kurt just throwing down for liberty. Um, I also want to spend time. Why are we live on Thanksgiving? You know, you would think, Sam, you ought to be with your family. Number one, the show's quite early. We start at 7 a.m. Mountain Time, which is where we live, 7 to 9 a.m. So it's 9 to 11 Eastern, 8 to 10 Central. It's only super early in, you know, Hawaiian time zone or whatever, or the California time zone at 6 a.m. to 8 a.m., which is fairly early, but it's drive time for most folks uh, across the country, um, a little after in Eastern time. But it's, it's a good daytime day slot. It's a wake up, crank out the news, deliver the news of the day kind of stuff. Uh, we capture all the news from yesterday, all night, the breaking news in the morning we capture and all this stuff. That's, that's why we do the show live six days a week, Monday through Saturday, because this is news that networks refuse to use. Our goal is to bring to you things you may not have heard and bring to you a focus on the news that you may not have heard as well. Anyway, I bring this up because why are we live on Thanksgiving? Why are we live on a lot of holidays? You know, we're not live on Christmas Day. Um, we're not live, uh, on, uh, Easter oftentimes cause it's a Sunday. Um, sometimes on the 4th of July, we're not live. We try to be live, but it just depends on our schedules. By the way, the 4th of July is my birthday. So I try to be live even on my birthday as much as I can, but it doesn't always work out. Some years it does. Some years it doesn't. Nevertheless, we like to be live because we believe that these holidays are days that we can kind of take a break from the normal news and have a different focus, a focus of the holiday. A focus of what is the day about, you know, Veterans Day or Thanksgiving Day or what, what is the day about? Why would we celebrate it? What, and we try to bring our celebration of that day uh, on a personal level to the radio. And we believe that we have a big family on the radio. Okay, those of our, who are our listeners, we consider uh, to be family, loved ones, 
people we care about. Okay, I'm not just a rock star talk show host, and I'm here to entertain you, and you're the listener, and, and therefore you should tune into the rock star daily. Okay, that's not what we do. I know there's a lot of talk shows like that, but that's not what we do. What we do is we feel like Liberty Roundtable Live is a talk show among friends. And we bring to you as many guests as we can. We bring to you as much focus as we can. We bring to you uh, everything that we can that relates to our lives, who we are, what we believe in, what we're concerned about, what we're celebrating, what, we're, what we want to do something about. We call it Solutions Radio. Because the roundtable isn't just Sam talking. It's Kurt. It's Sam. But it's everybody we can bring to the table. We have a big roundtable of guests and people. And our real goal would be to bring all the conservative organizations to you, let you know what they're working on, have you be involved in their efforts, whether it be the John Birch Society, whether it be Gun Owners of America, whether it be Family Research Council, whether it be Liberty Council, whether it be RussQuinnandGift.com, whether it be um, you know Campaign for Liberty, whether it be on and on and on. We do our best to bring these people, the movers and the shakers in the liberty movement, to the table for discussion. Young Americans for Liberty, senators and congressmen, you know, authors of books. We try to bring it all to you. And uh, we do that because we believe you're, you're our family, our loved ones. We want to spend time with you. And so we're live on Thanksgiving because we believe there's a lot of people that may not have family, that may be alone for the holiday. Or people might be, you know, setting up chairs, getting ready for some people to come over or working on the turkey. And they can always turn on the radio and listen in the morning, get caught up and spend time with their radio family. And then go into the activities of the day. If they're alone, then at least they'd have some time with some friends in the morning time. So we do it because we believe that there's, there's more to our audience than we're rock stars and you guys just listen. We believe we're family and loved ones and we want to spend time with you. And that's why we're on the radio today. It's not because, hey, we just love to hear ourselves talk. Um, it's not because we think that we're so important that, hey, you couldn't live without us. But who else is going to tell you? Hey, Donald Trump pardoned Michael Flynn. Well, the mainstream press tells you that. Ah, Donald Trump pardoned turkeys. The mainstream press told you that too, right? That's nothing new. But when you put it in perspective, this is where our news to the our new, news the networks refuse to use kind of shines. Headline we created says this. Trump pardons Michael Flynn and turkeys. Thanksgiving turkeys. But why not pardon Steve Stockman? Right? And that's really the news, in my opinion. Why not pardon Steve Stockman? Who else is going to advocate for Steve? I mean, I hope others do, right? Others need to, but that's what we do. Why not pardon Steve Stockman? Our prayers are with him. We bring that up. Who else is going to talk about the splitting five to four decision and give you the historical context of Amy Coney Barrett and what Donald Trump has done? to bring about religious liberty and the protection thereof at the Supreme Court. All right? That's what we do. That's who we are. We believe that's important. Sam isn't important. Kurt's not really important. But knowing that the Constitution still matters and that when good people do good things, great things happen, that matters. It's not time to stick a fork in it. It's time to double down a defense of the greatest country on the face of the earth and give thanks for all those who have gone before us and the things that they have gone through. People of faith were giving something special to be thankful for on Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah. 
hey, you cannot single out churches and shut down religious services. You can't do that. All right. Who's going to tell you about that? What about America's socialist origins, Kurt? Who's going to tell you about that? Was America once socialist, you might ask? Surprisingly, the answer is yes. The early settlers dabbled in socialism. They had socialist communes, if you will. What happened? Well, there's a professor, Larry Schweikert, of the University of Dayton. He shares the fascinating story in seconds. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. President Trump on Wednesday granted a full pardon to his former national security advisor, retired Army General Michael Flynn. Flynn pleaded guilty twice to lying to the FBI. The case was so flawed with partisan politics nearly three years later, and it was still pending. In May, the Department of Justice dropped the case, and Judge Emmett Sullivan stalled doing anything about it. The pardon fulfills the DOJ's request to drop the case. A Pittsburgh judge Wednesday put a halt to Pennsylvania's vote certifications. Rudy Giuliani on Fox Business says the evidence shocked the judge. They seemed shocked when we had an expert witness show that at the very beginning of the count, they infused 332,000 votes to buy into the crappy Dominion machines, which, you know, are worthless. They were shocked that their vote gets sent overseas to be manipulated in Germany by a company that has connections to Venezuela. A hearing is scheduled for Friday. USA Radio News. President Trump has exposed the big media, phony polls, voter fraud, fake news, and everyone is turning away from Fox News. If you're tired of Fox, you can now watch Newsmax TV. President Trump is tweeting about Newsmax all the time. Millions are tuning in, and Newsmax is breaking records. Watch Newsmax TV every night for Greg Kelly, Sean Spicer, Chris Salcedo, and more. Plus, get the latest from Dick Morris, Rudy Giuliani, Michelle Malkin, Alan Dershowitz, Diamond and Silk, and Mike Huckabee. President Trump says he watches Newsmax and likes it. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. Check your cable guide. Also get Newsmax TV for free on Roku, Zumo, YouTube, Pluto, Apple TV, and even smart TVs like Samsung Plus and LG. Download the free Newsmax TV app on your iPhone or Android and watch us anytime, anywhere. Newsmax is real news for real people. Colorado Governor Jared Polis is in quarantine after learning Wednesday he was exposed to someone who had tested positive for coronavirus. The governor said he was tested Wednesday night with results coming back negative. Staying in Colorado, the mayor of Denver adds to COVID confusion. USA Radio News' Val Dior explains. Denver Mayor Michael Hancock boarded a flight to Houston ahead of Thanksgiving despite his warnings that people should stay close to home and only spend the holiday with their own household. Hancock traveled to Houston Wednesday to visit his daughter in Mississippi. His wife is already there. About 30 minutes before the flight, Hancock tweeted to pass the potatoes, not COVID, and to avoid travel if you can. The mayor's spokesperson now says upon return, he will follow all necessary health and safety guidance and quarantine. The double standard among government officials leaves citizens scratching their heads. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo no longer plans to travel to see his elderly mother and two daughters for Thanksgiving after facing backlash for contradicting his own advice to stay away from loved ones. From the Texas USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Val Dior. USA Radio News.
Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Kurt Crosby, live on your radio Thanksgiving Day. How do you like that? Did America used to be a socialist nation? Oh, we've had a lot of socialism in our country. We started out socialist. Yeah, and we left socialism and went to the free market. Thank heavens for Governor Bradford. We'll get into that. Uh, But you know what? We were a socialist nation in our beginnings, and it did not work out well at all. How about a professor to tell you the story? Americans didn't invent free market capitalism, but you might say they perfected it. In doing so, they created more wealth for more people than any society in the history of the world. To begin to understand this fascinating and complex story, we have to travel back in time to the very first settlers of America. But before we get to the history, let me define what I mean by capitalism. It's not an easy term to pin down because it developed over thousands of years of human interaction. Adam Smith, the great English thinker, first described it in his famous 1776 treatise, The Wealth of Nations, but he didn't invent it. For our purposes here, I define capitalism as an economic system in which individuals freely decide what they will produce and who they will serve. Since both parties have to consent, it's a system in which success demands that you serve the needs of others before you are rewarded for your work. Now back to history. When the first settlers arrived at Jamestown in 1607, then Plymouth in 1620, they were operating under an economic system common to all European nations at that time known as mercantilism. Under mercantilism, businesses, especially in the colonies, were operated for the benefit of the state. While governments permitted the companies to make profits, their primary purpose was to advance the national interest of England or Spain or France. The early American settlements were set up to be self-sufficient so that the English government didn't have to support them, and they had to stake out territory. That was key to the colonial game. If England held the territory, Spain and France didn't. The early colonists began their adventure with what they thought was a beautiful idea. They set up a common storehouse of grain from which people were supposed to take what they needed and put back what they could. Lands were also held in common and were worked in common. The settlers owned no land of their own. Though there was no name for this system, it was an ideal socialist commune. And you can probably guess what happened. It began to fall apart almost immediately. As the colonists learned, when everyone is entitled to everything, no one's responsible for anything. A colonist who started his workday early or stayed late received the same provision of food as a colonist who showed up late, went home early, or didn't work at all. After about two years, the settlement was reduced to eating shoelaces and rats. Half of them died of starvation. Captain John Smith of Pocahontas fame took control of the colony and scrapped the socialist model. Each colonist received his own parcel of land. Private property had come to the new world. He who won't work won't eat, Smith told them, citing the biblical admonition. Well, they worked and they ate and the colony was saved. The same story unfolded further north in the Plymouth colony 10 years later. Although this was a Puritan colony with religious goals, its plan was the same as Jamestown's and it also failed. As its young governor, William Bradford noted, by adopting the communal system, we thought we were wiser than God. So they quickly abandoned the commune for private ownership. Soon they had an abundance, 
which they celebrated with a holiday we now know as Thanksgiving. Over the next 150 years, this hard-learned lesson that men should be responsible for their own economic fate became conventional wisdom in the colonies. The American Revolution was largely fought over the burden that British mercantilism placed on the colonies. Two unpopular taxes, the Stamp Act and the Tea Act, are well-known examples. The Americans saw the British government regulating and controlling almost all of their economic activities and didn't like it. Now, it's true that even after gaining independence, none of the founders could be called capitalists. The idea of capitalism as a description of an economic system was only just beginning to be discussed in America. Yet many of the most influential founders intuitively gravitated toward free market principles. Thomas Jefferson's ideas of private land ownership shaped the famous land ordinance of 1785 that made public land available to private citizens. While Alexander Hamilton's concepts of individual responsibility and sanctity of contracts could be seen in the Panic of 1791-92, in which he steadfastly refused to allow the U.S. government to bail out bankers who had triggered the panic. Benjamin Franklin, of course, had practiced capitalism all his life with his printing business and with his maxims in Poor Richard's Almanac. The Constitution itself is awash in core concepts of a free market, sanctity of contracts, freedom of expression, powerful limits on the government's ability to regulate or tax, an emphasis on paying debts, and so on. In short, it was the wisdom of experience, not academic ideology, that created America's free market principles. The result has been the most prosperous and free nation in the history of the world. I'm Larry Swikart of the University of Dayton for Prager University. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Prager University does a phenomenal job. Uh, and that summarizes the Governor Bradford story, Kurt, and a whole lot more. You want to comment on this, uh, Kurt? That's one of the best uh, examples in historical relevant um, stories uh, summarized that I've heard on the topic. Well, yeah, and and actually coming from a, a university professor, you know, I mean, uh, typically those would be the that's the least you know best place to check for it. But in this case, it's from uh, a guy that's associated with PragerU, which would tell me, um, you know, that that's a pretty good source. Uh, isn't PragerU the place that uh, with Dennis Prager and they've been uh, you know beat up by YouTube and you know all that yeah kind of... he's the one in a big old lawsuit with YouTube because they've been trying to shut down his videos they say he's peddling fake news Kurt well that's just the way it is you know no good deed goes unpunished I think right uh, unfortunately I have to agree it's a sad tale to tell I'll tell you what but you know what good people like us are standing with Prager you and, and you know what? Loving Liberty and Liberty Roundtable. And like I say, our goal is to bring all the good people to the table that we possibly can. That's, you know, when the show started, that was our idea. We're like, man, there's so many good people doing so many wonderful things. How do we, how do you know about it all? I just can't keep up. And that primarily is how Liberty Roundtable Live was born to say, let's, let's see if we can't gather as many of those people and bring their information to the table as we possibly can. And if we had a bigger staff, we could reach out to more people and we could do uh, you know, 30-minute guests and stuff like that and 15-minute guests with updates on what's happening. And, man, we would love it. But America's socialist origins, historically speaking, uh, did not work, folks. 
And uh, the only thing that worked is free market. You know, Freedom to behave as you want to. Now, William Bradford documented this, Kurt, before you go here. Governor William Bradford documented his experiences in a historic book. It's titled Bradford's History of Plymouth Plantation, 1606 to 16. 16- 46. He was involved for about 30-plus years there, uh, and he documented that. I just wanted to get out where people can learn more. Kurt? Yeah, that's a great point, Sam. And uh, I remember years ago, I think it was in the early 90s, we we had a uh, book, a really nice America's Godly Heritage. or You know, I can't remember what it was called, but it was a really nice book. And you could read in there that specific story about uh, William Bradford that you're talking about. And uh, in the past, we've been uh, critical occasionally of Rush Limbaugh. Uh, But I will say this, that um, he seems to, um, I guess you could say, um, try hard to put that story in or on or around Thanksgiving. I don't think he's ever really live on Thanksgiving, but... Uh, this year, I heard him talking about it on the Tuesday a couple of days ago, and uh, you know he—they call it the uh, true story of Thanksgiving. And of course, he's got this book st- series uh, as well for the younger folks. But I think it helps all of us understand it a little well. So, um, tip of the hat, as Mark Levin would say, to uh, Rush Limbaugh, and of course, uh, you know. Uh, I mean, we hope everybody jumps on that bandwagon and understands why America needs to go away from socialism and towards free enterprise and the freedoms uh, that we need to uh, embrace. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot to cover, not enough time to cover it. Kurt, I sent you an email from Stephen Mosher. And if you can grab that, Stephen Mosher uh, is with a group called POP.org. That stands for Population Research Institute, P-I, or P-R-I. Um, but their website's POP.org. And Stephen Mosher says, wonder why I'm thankful in 2020? We'll talk about it. Great detail from Stephen. Uh, again, this is where we try to bring to you all these organizations the best we can on your radio. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, 
in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, Stephen Mosher, Population Research Institute, doing a great job around the world, standing up for pro-life, baby. Ah, man, we've been friends with Stephen for over 25 years, doing a phenomenal job, bringing truth, safety, and protection for the unborn to your radio. Stephen doing a phenomenal job, and he emails me, and he says, Sam, you want to know why I'm thankful for, you know, why I'm thankful? I thought would bring that to your attention. And then we got Matt Staver's comments after that. Kurt will have both of them. Wonder why I'm thankful in 2020, says Stephen. Kurt? Yeah, he says, Thanksgiving, the very word expresses our appreciation to our Father in Heaven for the many gifts that he has bestowed upon us and our nation at this critical juncture in our history. Chief among these gifts, after life itself, is the family, consisting of a father and a mother and their natural or adopted children. How appropriate that on this day of Thanksgiving we gather together as families to celebrate. There are those who would prefer that we not gather together to thank God on this day or any other day, but we gather together nonetheless. In this spirit of Thanksgiving, we at Population Research Institute, or PRI as they call it, are grateful that we have friends like you, your prayers and support, along with those of other members of the PRI family, are what allow us to do what St. Pope John Paul II once told us was the most important work on earth. For more than three decades, we have made the case that babies are blessings, not burdens, and certainly not little carbon emitters. We have pointed out that there is a superabundance of room and resources on God's green earth to sustain all of us. We have fought for the right to life of unborn children on every continent, for the right of every man, woman, and child to be able to live free from coercive abortion and sterilization, and for the right of every people to be free from the population control programs that destroy lives and families. In recent months, we have petitioned for a clean China virus vaccine, and the first one from Pfizer checks that box. We pray it will be approved and shipped soon. We have also fought hard to ensure that the cure would not be worse than the disease and pushed for Dr. Scott Atlas to be invited to join the president's coronavirus tax force. As you share with your family and loved ones 
the blessings God has placed in your own life, won't you set aside a little gift, you know, and then they ask for donation. But uh, the folks at Population Research Institute doing great work uh, says, on behalf of countless families throughout the world who have been helped through your support, I thank you. Wishing you and yours a blessed Thanksgiving. And he signed it in Christ, Stephen W. Mosher. Now, I want to mention, you know, we don't agree with everybody that comes to the round table on everything. Okay. You know, I'm not really fond of the vaccination idea. He's trying to be kind and give the benefit of the doubt here. Uh, you know, so I don't want, I don't want to uh, spend time on any differences we may have. You can always find issues with anybody, right? I mean, even Sam and Kurt don't agree on everything, right? You know, it, that's okay. We still believe Stephen has a pure heart. He's no doubt a, a solid Christian. And he's doing just incredible work. Another one doing incredible work is Matt Staver of Liberty Council, helping the president stand for the truth, exposing election fraud. Uh, But he emails Kurt, and I sent it to you just now. You can pull that up real quick. But it says this, 400 years later, and now this, Matthew Staver, he's from Liberty Council Action, or LC Action, if you will. Uh, he's the chairman there, and it's lc.org is his website. But he has been a long-time friend doing a stellar job defending Christian principles. We've been with him for over 25 years, too. These are just some of the people that we bring to the roundtable, ladies and gentlemen. But here's Matt Staver. Kurt? That's right. And, Sam, just so you know, it's kind of interesting. The, uh, uh, you sent it to me, but just before in my email was his um or the receipt from him. So, you know, it's nice to see it goes out to everybody. Uh, who knows if everybody gets it, but at least we got it. Amen. And you can get it too if you go to lc.org and sign up. Now, I, I sent it to Kurt only because if I'm going to bring it up on the radio, Kurt and I aren't together. He's with his family and I'm with my family right where we belong. Uh, but I want to make sure he has it in front of him. So he gets it yeah. too, but I, I, I want to, I don't want to just call on something that he doesn't have it, you know, so I forward it over with really more of a, hey, let's let's talk about this on the radio idea too. So Yeah, good point. He says, uh, this year we honor an incredible anniversary. 400 years ago, pilgrims left everything that was familiar. They left behind all but their most prized possessions and risked their lives for the glory of God and advancement of the Christian faith. Many of them never lived to see that next spring, but for those who did, they ushered in the birth of a fledgling of a fledgling nation, uh, striving towards the ideals of freedom of religion, freedom of press, freedom of speech, um, and independence from an oppressive king. However, this year our nation has seen these fundamental ideas challenged. We've faced unprecedented threats to our freedom. Now celebrating the birth of our nation and the pilgrims' search for freedom is met with opposition and draconian restrictions. California Governor Gavin Newsom announced he is pulling the emergency break, dictating all Thanksgiving celebrations must be outside for less than two hours. People are allowed to use an indoor bathroom in a home only if, quote, the restrooms are frequently sanitized, end quote. He states people can only remove their masks to eat 
if they're six feet or farther away from anyone not in their household, and everyone must be back in their own homes by 10 p.m. There, there is no brotherly love in Philadelphia. Democrat Mayor Jim Kenney's city requires you to celebrate Thanksgiving only with those living inside your home. All indoor gatherings of two or more households for Thanksgiving are banned, no matter how small. Oregon Governor Kate Brown is urging people to call the police if seven or more people are celebrating Thanksgiving Day together. Washington Governor Jay Inslee banned people from more than one household celebrating Thanksgiving together unless they have quarantined, after which they still can't have more than 10 people. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy said, I must again pull back the reins, restricting gatherings to 10 people before Thanksgiving Day. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo put in place a 10-person limit on gatherings and a curfew on all restaurants, bars, and gyms. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot pushed for no more than 10 people at Thanksgiving celebrations and urged residents to always stay home except for going to work or grocery shopping. New Mexico Democrat Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham issued a stay-at-home order this month, and she limited Thanksgiving celebrations to five or fewer people. This Thanksgiving Day, so-called free American patriots are under unimaginable control and mandates from dictators. Liberty Council Action, with your help, is fighting to push back against these despots and reduce these restrictions so that you have the freedom to decide and do what you believe is best for your family. From our family to yours, we wish you a happy Thanksgiving any way you choose to celebrate it. We will fight for you to preserve freedom in America, whether that be against the draconian COVID restrictions, forced vaccines, or an honest and fair election. I'm thankful for the sacrifice of these pilgrims and the men and women who gave the ultimate sacrifice for freedom. I'm Matt Staver, Chairman. Liberty. A big shout-out to Matthew Staver, ladies and gentlemen, and a Thanksgiving shout-out to everyone. Uh, and this is an example where a lot of people would do two things, Kurt. They wouldn't be live for Thanksgiving at all. In my opinion, a missed opportunity to stand for religious freedom to stand for free market principles, to stand for what makes America great, to stand for God, family, and country. They miss an opportunity by not being live. Um, But the other thing that's important here is the other thing people might do is come on the air and just gloss over everything and just be rah, rah, wave the flag Thanksgiving guys. Hey, eat, watch football, hang out, sleep. It's a wonderful day just to glutton ourselves and, 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 you know, just focus on the entertainment, et cetera. We don't want to do that either. We want to bring up the reality check. This is kind of the um, state of the nation discussion a little bit in America with a look back on what's been going on over the last 400 years. 400 400 years later and now this, uh, Matt Staver says. And so we don't want to gloss over Thanksgiving and make you believe that all is well when it's not. You know what? We've got a lot of liberty to protect. And um, I'll give you an example to make the point. The religious decision five to four just now. 
Supreme Court to New York, the Constitution still matters. That's a huge victory last night, by the way. But religious liberty has been under assault for the last 10 months like you've never seen in your lifetime, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm grateful for the Supreme Court and grateful for Amy Coney Barrett standing up and being the deciding vote and for the, the win there. But this is something that we all need to be engaged in. Thanksgiving is a day of Thanksgiving, no doubt about it. A day to hashtag give thanks. A day to focus on our history and reflect and, and, and uh, pray. And Okay, it's, it's a day for that, no doubt. It's a day to spend time with family. It's okay to have a little bit of entertainment. It's okay to just relax, you know, with gratitude in your heart for what we have. That's all good. We're not downing that one bit. What we're saying, though, is it's also a day to kind of acknowledge, hey, look at the compass. Where are we? We're afar adrift from the principles that our founding fathers defended, gave their lives and their blood for, and gave thanks for. If we're going to celebrate the fourth Thursday in November, and we're going to call it a Thanksgiving day. Let's make sure that we're aware of what we're thankful for. And let's make sure we use it as a time to look around. A time for self-reflection. An opportunity for course correction. And a mandate to not only acknowledge where we are and where we want to be, where we want to go. But then to take action to bring it about. And that's what Liberty Roundtable Live is really all about. It's about Sam and Kurt taking action and saying there's a lot of wonderful things in this world. There's a lot of people doing a lot of great things. How can we bring them to the roundtable? How can we let you know about them? And then how can we ask you to get involved? Not only to fund us so we can tell the tale, but to back others and help them in their sacred cause. Ladies and gentlemen, we live in the greatest country on the face of the earth. Never forget it. We are live on Thanksgiving because we consider you family. And we want to hashtag give thanks for all of our many blessings. But that doesn't mean we ignore some wise witness and warnings from people who have been in the fight for liberty for decades about, hey, it's a blessed day and a blessed nation, no doubt about it. But let's make sure we take action. Before it's up to us, we're only one generation away from liberty going extinct. We're also one generation from increasing liberty in our country. We hope and pray and work towards the latter. LovingLiberty.net, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic. We're live next hour also. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, Kirk Crosby, live on your radio. Yes, indeed, we're live on Thanksgiving Day, ladies and gentlemen. This is the broadcast for November 26th in the year of our Lord, 2020. Hour two of two, and what do they call this? The fourth Thursday of the month. In November, shall be dedicated as Thanksgiving Day, a day to give thanks. Thanks for so many things. Thanks for all that we have. Imagine that, how encompassing that really is. Thanks to God Almighty. Kirk Crosby's with me. Sheriff Richard Mack, former sheriff with us, he wanted to jump on really quick and express his gratitude this morning. Sheriff? 
Good morning, Sam and uh, Kurt, and uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, uh, I'd actually been wanting to do this, and I guess maybe uh, a little bit of therapeutic release uh, to to express my gratitude for for the things that uh, I've been blessed with. And, and uh, Amen. But before first... we let you go, hold on, Sheriff. Oh. You, you disappointed me. You're supposed to come on and say it's a beautiful day. Come on, man. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I should have said that because uh, I'm in Austin, Texas with Josh and his little kids and his wife, and um, great great place to be. And so, yes, thanks for having me on this beautiful uh, Thursday morning. Now, let me, let me tell you what I wrote for the headline for you, just so you know, and then I'll let you rock and roll. Okay. Former Sheriff Richard Mack expresses his gratitude on this beautiful Thanksgiving day. <laughs> Yeah, it really is, uh, and it uh, is a beautiful morning here, and um, we went out golfing yesterday for a little bit, uh, Josh and I, and uh, we uh, we had a great day, and it's just been beautiful being here in Austin uh, with my family, and and uh, it's uh, it, it has brought back uh, a lot of memories and a lot of feelings about family, and uh, so first and foremost, that. Uh, I was thinking uh, God sure has blessed us uh, with a wonderful family, and uh, I just uh, am so happy to be around uh, precious grandchildren, uh, Tatum and Ashton, and I'm also grateful uh, for America, that that uh, we're able to live in America, and uh, I know there's a lot of problems going on, and there really seems to be a conscientious uh, effort to take over America, to change America to from its uh, religious and constitutional foundation uh, to a socialistic, if not communistic, uh, New Deal. And I say New Deal because of FDR, but, but I really am grateful today. Um, and I, I really don't want to concentrate on any of the negative because it really seems to be where we focus a lot of our energy, and probably rightfully so, but not today. And to, so I am grateful for America. I'm grateful for the pilgrims who had the first Thanksgiving back in 1620. And it, it's a, a, an amazing historical perspective that brought us here to today to, to be able to speak freely on your show. And um, I'm grateful for you, and I'm grateful for Kurt, and I'm grateful for the show that you have, and and I pray that it'll uh, be um, magnified uh, to where it goes across all the country and that the people can hear this. I'm grateful for the good sheriffs in America who are standing for liberty right now, who are putting themselves and their careers on on the line to uh, to uh, stand for liberty. And I'm also grateful for the thousands of people who have donated five dollars or ten dollars or or fifty dollars to uh, CSPOA and kept us going, and uh, I'm I'm so very grateful that this movement has uh, increased, that it uh, has been uh, accepted by so many people in this country, and um, so it's it's so many uh, blessings that uh, that have brought you and me and Kurt together, and. Um, I don't know how long I've been on your show, but it seems like it's about 10 years. 
and, uh, I'm, I'm it's been 10 years consistently, <laughs> Sheriff, but we had you on from time to time before, right after your Supreme Court case win. Yes, yes. You and I met, uh, what was it, about 25 years ago. Yeah, and, uh, but it's been more consistent over the last 10 years, for sure. Right, right. But um, I, I think the bottom line is uh, I was, I was on the show the other day with uh, Robert David Steele, and he's been really supportive. Uh, and he, he said something really uh, that took me aback uh, quite a bit. He said, next to Donald Trump, uh, Sheriff Mack is the second most important person in America. And, I, and he didn't mean me. He meant the movement for liberty that the constitutional sheriffs has presented to America and a real opportunity to return to our God-given uh, foundation. And uh, so I, I hope that people are, are catching on to that, and, and it appears that they are. And, and I, I really appreciate the support that uh, you and Kurt have given to the CSPOA and the many, many hours that you guys have dedicated uh, to us. And um, I'm grateful for your outlook on life. Uh, you're probably the, one of the best examples I've ever had in my life about positive thinking and and a positive outlook on life. And uh, I, and I'm grateful for that. And I, I'm grateful uh, for a good wife. Wow. Been, kind words. Really kind words, Sheriff. Your wife gets the credit. And uh, we're just doing the best we can. And uh, I'm grateful for all the people that surround me, family and friends and loved ones. And I sent out a tweet to that effect uh, the other day. I basically said, I am so grateful for my wonderful family and friends that surround me and bless my life every day. And I mentioned Amen. that on the Sabbath day where I also said in that same tweet, the Sabbath is a delight. Uh, and, I, and I brought that up because on the Sabbath, I get to spend more time with my family than any other day. Uh, I try to spend time with them every day, but I'm just saying I get more uninterrupted time with them on Sundays uh, than I do other days. Now, I got to give a shout out to the New York Times. <laughs> really? And, and, and I'm going to tell you why, and you're going to agree. But here's the deal. Here's the headline. You're thankful. You told us why the Times Daily Newsletter invited readers over the last couple of weeks to submit the things they're thankful for in six words or less what made them thankful for Thanksgiving. And the reason that I bring this up is because the Times refers to how Ernest Hemingway um, was asked to write a, I guess there was a challenge issued to Ernest Hemingway to write a six-word novel, and that's what the idea comes from. And so they challenged everybody in six words or less to express what they are thankful for for Thanksgiving. Now, they had some weird responses because it just came from the public, right? But I want to commend the New York Times newsletter or whatever this is. It's like a division of the New York Times or whatever, the Times Daily Newsletter or whatever. Uh, but I want to bring this up because I think this is really instructive. Six words. Now, I don't know if you know this, but back in the day, there was a speech given about, hey, if you were in prison behind enemy lines uh, and you had 25 words that you could 
say to your family, your loved ones, your friends, and you had a multi-purpose. You wanted to let them know you were alive. You wanted to let them know that it was authentically you, that there's no way it came from your captors. So they understood that you were alive. It was a way to, to communicate to them maybe your last words you would ever speak to them. It was a, and, and what would you say in 25 words or less? Well, I wrote what I would say to that, and I've shared that on the radio over the years. My family took that 25 words and turned it into a beautiful, um, I don't know what you call it, a wall hanging. It's framed. It's got glass in the front, and they, they uh, turned it into this beautiful image and then um, put it uh, up, uh, the 25 words that I would say. So I've written that. That's part of my legacy that I'll, you know, I'll go down in history with. I literally worked on that for about two weeks, thinking about what I would say in 25 words or less to where my children, my wife, my loved ones would say, there's no way that anybody wrote that but Sam Bushman. And uh, if it's his last words to us, it's instructions to my children, it's confidence in my beliefs, it's uh, double down on my testimony of Jesus Christ, it's everything all rolled into 25 words. Well, anyway, this six-word thing fascinates me. And so in six words or less, you're thankful, you told us why, says the New York Times Daily Newsletter. Uh, So, Sheriff, what would you say in six words? words i'm gonna let you think about it over the break so you get a little bit of time and not be too shocked and surprised kurt i'll have you do the same and i want to come back and i want to have what six words would you use what six words would you use to demonstrate your thankfulness on this beautiful thanksgiving day by the way for thanksgiving day zoom you know the conference service zoom.us zoom will lift its 40 minute time limit for free meetings. And uh, so they're going to allow everybody to talk as long as they want on Thanksgiving Day, just as a way to give back and give thanks and, and express confidence in people of the world to be able to give thanks to one another and to spend time as family and friends if they're separated because of the COVID or for any other reason. They want to lift the 40-minute time limit on free accounts to just let people talk and communicate. And You know, I know it's a little thing. You could say it's done for publicity. You could say whatever you want, but I find it... I find that a way to give back and a step in the right direction. I'm thankful for Zoom. Let's talk more, ladies and gentlemen. What six words would you use if you could, well, they say write a novel in six words, huh? What would you say in six words? I've got mine. And we'll talk about it in seconds. Then we'll let the sheriff fly for Thanksgiving. We are live. Giving thanks on your radio. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win they lose nothing less big q little q the calm before the storm by a friend of Megagoria. the strategy of heaven revealed big q little q the calm before the storm available on amazon.com or by calling caritas in the u.s at 205-672-2000 
The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Yes, indeed, live for Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen. We consider you all family. Thanks for spending time with us. We enjoy spending time with you. Kurt Crosby, on the road with family. The good sheriff, former sheriff Richard Mack, on the road with family. Sam Bushman in studio holding down the fort, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, The New York Times, in six words or less, you know what? What would you express for your thanks? For Thanksgiving Day, what, what would you say? Wow. Interesting, interesting question, to say the least. You're thankful you told us why. The Times Daily Newsletter. Six words about what made them grateful this Thanksgiving. What would your six words be, Sheriff? Well, <clears throat> I'm grateful that you gave me some time to think about it because to actually put it down to six words is kind of difficult. But It's hard, and it may not be your final answer after you think about it over the next day or two or three. Uh, yeah, maybe not. But, but it's interesting uh, to come I, up with several of them anyway, right? I, I think I've got it. I have to leave out uh, either a four or an and. And so I'll leave out the and. I'll just put three commas. I'm grateful for God, family, country. I'm grateful days. for God, family, country. There Good it course. is. How do you like that, ladies and gentlemen? I'm going to write that down, Kurt, while you go. I'm going to write down Richard's while you go, Kurt. Well, it's not fair because, you know, he got to go first, and that's exactly what I was going to say. Because I I had already figured it out. It was seven words of it was, I'm grateful for God, family, and country. So I took out the and there. And, you know, so, hey, but anyway. uh, What's to say that again? We did the exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, wow. that's what I had. Uh, but uh, one little tidbit for you, since you're in the Austin area, our uh, youngest daughter happens to be in the uh, Austin area. She's in uh, what's a little bit north and east of Austin in a little place called Hutto, H-U-T-T-O. And uh, the, the, the mascot there is, the Hutto Hippos, just so you know, I mean, uh, well, you know, probably knows Pflugerville, then. We're What's in Pflugerville. That? We're in Pflugerville. Yeah, yeah it's Pflugerville is just barely south of Hutto. Uh, Round Rock's a little bit um, north and west, but Hutto is almost 
you know, straight north of Pflugerville. So you're you're in the area. You know, I just figured I'd tell you, and I know that everybody's really interested in that kind of information. You know. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for mine? Ready. Yeah. Mine's similar but slightly different. Thank God for life and family. I'm grateful for my country, no doubt about it. <clears throat> but the country only supports the family. And the family only supports individual life and freedom. And so I'm grateful for my country too. But if I've only got six words, I'm going to say, thank God for life and family. And it's, it, it's slightly different. I think it's the same theme as you guys have for sure. Slightly different focus, though, because I want to focus on pro-life. You know, God is the author of our lives. And without life, liberty doesn't even matter. Without life, country doesn't even matter. I think the pro-life message uh, is one of the greatest things uh, we need to focus on and mention and be aware of and think about, uh, etc. I think religious freedom is really important as well. But if I had six words, thank God for life and family. Very interesting when you think about it and boil it down to six words. I did think yeah. about a lot of other things. And the point really isn't so much the six words, I don't think. It's the process that you go through to get there. Right? Like your heart just rushes with gratitude. You kind of start to think, wow, that's really hard. I'm, I'm grateful for a lot of things. And in this time of COVID, this time of civil unrest, this time of, you know, trying times in 2020, Apple News sent me an interesting headline that I took part of for this point as well that said this, how to find gratitude in hard times. That's something really to, <clears throat> to think about as well. But it's the gratitude process we go through when we come up with our six words that I think is the important uh, part of the exercise, Sheriff. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I think that uh, what we heard from you last week from uh, uh, the leader of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the healing power of gratitude, and uh, I, I think that was so spot on. Uh, I really feel that that could heal our country if we would just focus on that. Let me tell you something else that I really think is interesting. So when the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, President Russell M. Nelson, prophet of the church, shares a message of hope and healing, he wanted us to do two things. One, pray in gratitude, but second, to send on social media for seven days our tweets. I'm not doing it for seven days because I'm really pondering my tweets, but I am doing it at least seven tweets or more. Um, and I bring this up because I want to tell you one of the things that I wrote. Let me see if I can find it here. All right, here's the one that I tweeted. Here's what it said. And this is Spencer W. Kimball. He was a former prophet of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints as well. But Spencer W. Kimball gets credit for this quote. And here's what it said. Family prayer in the homes of the people is one of the basic medications that would check the dread disease that is eroding the character 
of our society. In a generation, we would have a miracle. And then I put, I am truly thankful for the power of prayer. Uh, number sign or hashtag give thanks. And so Spencer W. Kimball said family prayer in the homes of the people is one of the basic medications that could literally in a generation create a miracle for this nation. And I think how easy is that to gather and to kneel down and give thanks to Almighty God. And then to think about those around you and pray for them individually. You know what? Pray for um, this individual with this situation or that individual with that trial or trouble or pray for you know children that are wayward or struggling or pray for people that are having difficulty uh, in their marriage with their health in their life you know pray for people individually to minister for them in on behalf of another to almighty god and 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 pray uh, in supplication for their for needs of others uh, and i really think that there's you know so many things in society we look at that are political in nature and I'm not saying we shouldn't be politically active because we should, but I am saying many of those solutions cost a lot of money, they take a lot of time, and they pale in comparison to these simple things that could bring about incredible miracles, Sheriff. Well, amen to that. That's absolutely spot on and, and very true and and uh, certainly swells my heart with uh, gratitude. And, and um, you know, you can't leave... You can't leave uh, uh, God out of the entire picture uh, because I think that's what we've done too much in America. But prayer with family, uh, I think uh, I think uh, President Kimball was correct. He absolutely was correct. If you want to heal your country, pray with your family. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I use six words to describe this radio show all the time. God, family, country, life, liberty, property. That's what it's about. And, and that's interesting. I can boil that down into six words uh, as well. He who owns the media makes the rules. That's eight words. So it's amazing how you can boil things down to their simplest form and how the impact even becomes more laser-like and, and focused. And I think the same thing's true with gratitude, Kurt. Well, couldn't agree more, Sam. You've got it on the nose, and you are a wordsmith. Uh, definitely, uh, i got to give you that, you know, good work. Hey, man, it's 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 radio uh, at its best. Why is it its best, folks? It's not because of me or Kurt or Richard Mack. It's because we are focusing on principles. Okay, one of the things that you really need to understand, this radio program isn't about Sam Bushman. It isn't about Kurt Crosby. It isn't about Richard Mack. It's about the principles. And if we can teach correct principles, and if we can let people govern themselves, just imagine if people were taught correct principles and people governed themselves. How much need would we have for this ever-increasing government, huh? Just a question to ponder over the break. Sheriff, thank you. Godspeed. Have a delightful Thanksgiving. Tell your, your family we love them. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Talk Appreciate to you soon, you. sir. There he goes. The good sheriff doing a phenomenal job. You are listening to the one and only live for Thanksgiving. Hashtag give thanks radio program. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. 
USA Radio News with Lance Pride. President Trump pardoned former National Security Advisor Army General Michael Flynn. Flynn pleaded guilty twice to lying to the FBI about conversations with the Russian ambassador. When the Department of Justice examined the FBI case, it was so flawed the Department of Justice dropped the case. But give credit to Flynn, his attorneys. They had issues. They raised those issues. The prosecutors went in. They looked at it. They made the right decision when they moved to dismiss it. Former Utah federal prosecutor Brett Tolman on Fox. If there's any abuse here, it was a federal judge believing that it had authority to approve or disapprove of dismissals. That's not what the federal judge's authority is, and Congress certainly didn't grant it to him. So this dismissal uh, basically was thrown out by this judge, and he was prolonging it. So I don't see that the president had any other choice but to pardon him. You're listening to USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had begun to notice after 10 days with balance of nature, I felt better, more energetic. And believe me, for me, that's something because I have energy anyway. But as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are, but I had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt a difference with this. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. USA Radio News Dan Araki gets us caught up on the elusive federal stimulus package. Congressional leaders on both sides of the aisle say that passing another round of coronavirus stimulus will be their top priority when they return to Washington on November 30th. But what should a package look like if they can even agree on one? White House Trade Advisor Peter Navarro says the economy needs a fiscal bridge to keep things going until coronavirus vaccines are widely available. He tells Fox News that there are three important aspects from the original stimulus package that need to be continued to keep the economy going. We need a top-up on the PPP, the small business loans, that was extremely successful keeping uh, businesses employed. If you lose a small business, they ain't coming back. We need to save those. We need another relief check for stimulus to families, like the $1,200 check, and we need a, a reboot on our unemployment compensation. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. You're listening to USA Radio News. All right, Sam Bushman, Kirk Crosby, live on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. I got an email from my buddy Patrick Woods. And Patrick Wood is with Citizens for Speech. Citizens for free speech. Imagine a guy like that writing me, Kurt, you know. But anyway, he wrote me and he said, Dear Sam, I'm thankful for you for Thanksgiving. This has certainly been the longest year of my life. And I expect you feel the same way. It may be a stretch to say happy Thanksgiving, but I want you to know that we are thankful for you as you stand in support of the First Amendment and our civil liberties. 
with the continuous negative news bombarding us every day. I want to encourage you to stand firm and get ready for 2021 and perhaps the biggest battle of our lives. There are tens of millions of Americans who love America, who made America great in the first place, who will fight to restore sanity in public policy, who will not comply with dystopian mandates and policies. For Liberty, Patrick Wood. I kind of find that compelling, Kurt. Uh, when you think about that. Can you imagine freedom of speech in America? I don't yes, know. sir. I, I, I thought we were all past that because of the concerns that people have about, well, what if you say the wrong thing, you know? Like this one book that we have in the uh, Liberty Roundtable uh, bookstore uh, says, shut up, America, you know? But well, anyway, we we do appreciate and we're grateful for uh well, freedom of speech. Another thing I'm grateful for, Sam, is that uh, Attorney Sidney Powell has filed her 100-plus uh, page lawsuit. Didn't Wait a minute. I thought she didn't have any evidence. She was going nowhere. She was a nothing. Yeah, good point. Oh, the Epic Times uh, uh, will give you uh, even the source of the PDF, you know, in Georgia. This one's in Georgia. Also, uh, uh I guess in the story it talks, well, a 104-page complaint argues that incontrovertible evidence, Board of Elections records demonstrates that at least 96,600 absentee ballots were requested and counted but were never recorded as being returned to county election boards by the voter. Thus, at a minimum, 96,600 votes must be disregarded. Uh, according to the suit, fraud was also allegedly executed by many means, but the most troubling, insidious, and egregious way was the systematic, or excuse me, sy- systemic adaptation of old-fashioned ballot stuffing. It alleges computerized ballot stuffing and manipulation by software created and run by domestic and foreign actors. The complaint cited affidavits from multiple witnesses, documentation, as well as expert testimony that raised sheer mathematical impossibilities in the election results supporting the claims. Um, Anyway, and it goes on and on, but uh, recommend if you want to read the uh, whole thing, you can see the uh, link to the PDF for the lawsuit, 104 pages. Um, and uh, read the article from the guys there at the Epic Times. I noticed the only other guys that had anything on it, all they wanted to do is tell you that there were a couple of words that were misspelled in the 104-page uh, <laughs> document. Who said? Uh, who wanted to tell us that? Well, Business Insider on MSN.com and Bloomberg. You know, they both say that uh, they filed... Uh, you know, talk about the filing, but then say that she had some misspelled words in her 104 pages. So, anyway, it just shows you the difference in the way uh, reporting goes, right, Sam? 
Well, and I find that interesting. They were the ones that were saying, get it out, put it out, put it out, put it out. And she's like, listen, this thing's massive. We're working on it. And they pushed her to put it out where, hey, maybe she just didn't have time for the spell checkers to finish. Yeah, 104 pages, it might be a little tough, huh? But my question for everybody is this. Are the legal arguments sound? Are there factual evidence-based realities in that document, Tucker Carlson, ladies and gentlemen? Because I think that's really the key. Isn't it, Kurt? It's amazing you can just click right on that link for the PDF and bring up the 104-page. You mean she's showing the whole country everything that she filed? Yeah, 104 pages. Let me just ask you, is that willing to deliver what Tucker was asking for? I really want to know. It sure sounds like it. One guy writes about it. He says, uh, good morning, Patriots. Please enjoy a side of turkey today with your Kraken. May God be with Sidney Powell in taking down the evil left in court. Releasing the Kraken, baby. Well, here's what's interesting. Even Russia Today has this for their headline. You ready? Did Kraken eat the proofreader? Sidney Powell publishes typo-ridden lawsuit alleging mass uh, fraud in Georgia and Michigan. So even they write that. So first they abuse her because she doesn't release it fast enough. Then they abuse her because she releases it and it's got some typos. I don't understand it, ladies and gentlemen. I look at that and go, what? Now there you have it. Amazing. Amazing. But here's the good news. There are not only evidences from Sidney Powell, which she promised and is now delivering on. Let me say that again. There's not only evidence from Sidney Powell, who has made promises she was mocked and now she's delivering. Now they literally criticize that there's some typos. You know, a couple of other things from the story from the Epic Times says uh, part of the suit mentions a delay in voting at State Farm Arena in Fulton County, where video on November 3rd, that's the night of the election, the Tuesday, shows that election workers falsely claimed a water leak required the facility to close. It adds all poll workers and challengers were evacuated for several hours at about 10 p.m. However, several election workers remained unsupervised and unchallenged working at the computer's for the voting tabulation machines until after 1 a.m. So, you know, there's you got that three-hour period of everybody being gone and uh, and access to those computers. And, of course, nothing uh, nefarious went on during that time, right, Sam? Well, Pennsylvania judge blocks certification of Keystone State's Election results, Kurt. Did you hear about this? I did see the headline. I don't know the details. All right. So a Pennsylvania judge blocked the certification of Keystone State's election results. Who are the Keystone State, Kurt? Pennsylvania. Now, this is the area that you got the two Republicans that said, 
well, we don't want to certify. Then they closed the doors, twisted their arms. They certified. Then they came back and said, we were can't. We were pressured. And now the judge blocks certification. Now I got a question for Tucker. And I don't mean to pick on Tucker, but he, he's the tip of the spear of this naysaying abuse that Sidney Powell and others have taken. So I'm going to speak out about this. Okay. I want to know clearly what part of evidence does that judge see that you don't, Tucker? Because Sidney Powell sees it. Matthew Staver sees it. Lynn Woods sees it. We the people see it. The judge in Pennsylvania sees it. And you literally mack your microphone with a big old mock. You, my friend, have literally, in the news, destroyed your credibility to the point of no return, sir. I'm sad to say that, but I don't know if you know this, but right now, there is more than a dozen lawsuits going on right now in Pennsylvania. Did you know that, Kurt? That's a bunch, huh? All right. Now listen carefully. Michigan, New York, Georgia, and Nevada. And there's an active recount, right? W.I., what's that, Wisconsin? Yeah, in Wisconsin. There's an active recount in Wisconsin. How do you say there's no evidence? If there's more than a dozen lawsuits going on in Pennsylvania, all those other states are having recounts. And yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, listen up. A lawsuit subpoena with video, new video evidence in Georgia location that had problems. Evidence? Come on. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. 
We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999. Text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999 or go to DefendAPatriot.com. DefendAPatriot.com. We are live for Thanksgiving, and I'll tell you one of the things that I'm thankful for. That is that good people are fighting the good fight, standing up for honesty. The issue is honesty, ladies and gentlemen, standing up for election integrity. I am absolutely thankful for that, ladies and gentlemen. A Pennsylvania judge just blocked certification of the Keystone State's election results. How come? Well, because the judge sees evidence that poor Tucker just missed. Disappointed, Tucker, your ability to take care of the news, buddy, and dig and find out the truth? Well, ain't happening, is it, buddy? Don't mean to be disappointing, but when you use your big microphone to really attack people unjustly, wrongly, immorally, I have got to speak out and say something. All right, Kurt, we got uh, Matt Staver with another piece I just emailed you that I want you to highlight really quick. It's worthy of discussion. It's in your email right now. This is the proof we're talking about here, uh, and this is critical. And for Thanksgiving, we want to deliver some of this proof because people have mocked the Trump attorneys, mocked Lynn Woods, mocked Sidney Powell, mocked uh, 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 Matthew Staver and others. Right now, there are more than a dozen lawsuits ongoing in a bunch of states, right? These states hold more than enough votes for each presidential candidate to win. It's absolutely urgent that states do not certify their votes while the truth comes in. All right. Now, Kurt, any more on that? Uh, Just looking through it, it says the election is not over, despite the fake news and tech giants wishing you would just believe them. During the contest between Bush and Gore, new lawsuits still were being filed as late as November 27th. This subpoena in Georgia is an example of the new information that is still coming in. None of the state legislatures have officially certified their election results yet. We still do not know who has won the election. What is paramount of paramount importance is the hundreds and hundreds of people who witnessed firsthand fraud and illegal behavior and who have sworn affidavits of what they saw. They must have their day in court before state legislatures rush to box up this election and shove it behind us. What we are fighting for right now in America is not just the ability to have the results from this election be accurate and honest, but we are fighting to preserve the ability for individuals to know that their vote makes a difference in the elections to come. Um, Anyway, and then he talks about uh, different, some other different things. Uh, Let's see. he says, uh, so let me just tell you, though. So you got all these lawsuits in all these states. You got a judge in Pennsylvania blocking the certification. You've got lawsuits everywhere. Now you have a subpoena in Georgia, right? Yeah. All right. Is the subpoena, Kurt, what does the subpoena do? 
as far as I know, it makes a request for certain things. Uh, well, it makes a demand, play. right? Yeah, that's right. And, and I don't mean to play games with words, but I want to get across something. What is it a demand for? Usually yeah. it's, it's a person to testify. They can be subpoenaed. Or it's a demand for the delivery of information that they're calling evidence, Kurt. Yeah. So, of hey, course. Tucker, a goofball out there. Just so you know, there's a subpoena requesting the evidence that you're asking for. And oftentimes, we don't have the pay dirt, but we might have a witness who alleges something. And what we need to do is get the evidence to back up the witness. Or we have some evidence, but we need a, enough detail via subpoena uh, to solidify the evidence. All right? So there you have it. And I don't mean to be rude about this, but I want to point this out. You cannot prejudge this case. You've got to give them chance a chance to subpoena. But if you say, well, when are you going to file your lawsuit? The answer is it's filed. Oh, well, it's 404 pages. And it's got typos in it. <laughs> okay, whatever. They filed it like she said she would. Well, what about the subpoena? Does that mean they don't have evidence? If you subpoena, you're saying to a judge, here's what we have, judge. And we demand more. Because what we have is significant enough to demand more. Thus, the subpoena. Uh, what we have on this witness is enough to demand they testify or demand they, okay, this is a request or a demand, request from the judge, but really a demand of the court for more. So I don't mean to be rude for, to Tucker, but you got to cover this, my friend. All right. In addition to that, World Net Daily just came out with another article. I don't know if you saw it, Kurt, but the headline says this. Dr. Robert Epstein, Google bias shifted at least six million votes harvard trained democrat discloses findings from 2020 election research art more with the piece okay this is the guy that's highlighted in the creepy line movie documentary that documents what's going on here so now you want proof leave sydney alone why don't you go talk to your democrat harvard professor tucker okay because Robert Epstein is a Harvard-trained Democrat. Okay, this guy's not a Republican. But guys like Art Moore have the guts, in my opinion, to report on it. I commend Art and I commend WorldNet Daily. But why would Robert Epstein jump to the defense of, I don't know if you could say Sidney Powell, because this isn't her fight. This is the people's fight. Sydney's willing to take a stand in that fight, and I commend her for it. Don't misunderstand me. But you're attacking the messengers, Tucker. So now you're going to attack Dr. Robert Epstein, who says he has research? Findings from 2020 election research? Are you going to attack Robert now, the Democrat? Are you going to attack the folks that submitted a subpoena in the critical swing state of Georgia right now? Are you going to criticize the lawsuit Sydney filed as she told you she would? Are you going to criticize the testimony of the girl we heard from on the radio yesterday? Uh, what's her name? Artisha Bomer? I think it's Artisha Bomer. Okay. Right. Are you going to criticize Artisha, the black lady that says it makes her sick because she's lost complete confidence in the elections because she was there and saw firsthand? Are you going to dismiss her as no evidence? Robert Epstein, Sidney Powell, Lynn Woods, Matthew Staver, the judge that blocked 
the the um, certification of votes in Pennsylvania? All right, are you gonna literally in all the different states? Right, there's more than a dozen states and lawsuits going on. So there's lawsuits. You could say, oh, that's just voluminous lawsuits by very critical. I'm sorry, by very credible attorneys. It's beyond debate of their credibility, Kurt. Because even if you want to dismiss Sydney as a nut, fine. <laughs> what about Lynn Woods? Oh, he's a nut too. Okay, what about Matthew Staver? Oh, nut also. What about the 50, 100 attorneys that are backing these key frontline attorneys that are doing legal work, paralegals and everybody else doing the work, assembling the data, putting together the lawsuits, organizing the subpoenas? You know, Sam, uh, it's interesting to me. Like, if you go to the Epic Times, they have a whole section where it's just the election, and you can look at different news from the different contested states. And I really appreciate the way they do that. Um, and World Net Daily, you mentioned there's a piece from Art Moore that says, watch, witness describes 570,000 votes spike for Biden. Uh, and, and this was at a public hearing just yesterday held in Pennsylvania by the lawmakers where the president called in, et cetera. Uh, and they talked about these spikes that happened during the uh, vote count that evening, which Joe Biden got 570,000 votes and the president got 3,200. That's just a little bit out of whack, huh, Sam? A little bit? Good point. Now, by the way, they're digging into California now, too. I don't know if you know that or heard that. So is it the Kraken? Yeah, that's right. Releasing the Kraken. Is it the Kraken? Now, Now they're dragging. Here's Matthew Staver again. Ready, Kurt? Yes, sir. Subject. Dragging the Cal, uh, the California governor to the Supreme Court. California is doubling down on insane restrictions just in time for Thanksgiving. Most of California is under the worst restrictions in the country. Forced home confinement, etc. Liberty Council is dragging the tyrannical governor. All the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, Kurt. He needs to be drugged somewhere. So, now judge agrees to hear vote fraud evidence in Nevada. Did you see this one, Kurt? No, I didn't, but there's a boatload of them. Okay, well, let me uh, highlight this one for you. This is serious business, folks. You can dismiss all this and say they're kooks, but the problem is there's too many people with impeccable track records involved. This is WorldNet Daily again. WorldNet Daily, Epic Times, some of the best news services we've found. Judge agrees to hear evidence of vote fraud in Nevada. Huge story, Kurt. Because again, why would the judge agree to hear evidence? Uh, usually the judge, if they look at the kind of initial filings or whatever you want to call it, the lawsuit says, hey, they don't have standing. This doesn't have merit. And they usually toss them out. But now judge agrees to hear evidence of vote fraud in Nevada, which means he's already looked at the preliminaries and said, hey, 
there's enough here for me to look into this. I don't know what's going on yet, but I know there's enough here to not just dismiss it out of hand. How come that's going on, Tucker? Is that other? We're getting more judges and more judges now involved going, what? Hey, hold on. I'm not certifying that. Hey, there's a problem here. Hey, this doesn't pass the smell test. Now, will we be successful in the courts? That's really been the battle between me and Kurt for days on the radio now. Kurt believes that they will be successful and that President Trump will be president because honesty and the elections will be restored uh, and the truth will come out. And I pray to heaven, Kurt's right, but I haven't had a lot of faith in the courts. Sad that I'm so cynical, but, you know, I've had 50 years of watching them just sell us down the river. However, here's what I will say. If enough people get involved, then we will be successful. There's no doubt about that. Okay, the key is in our numbers. Will we have enough people to stand for religious liberty? Enough people stand for honesty in elections? Enough people to stand for the truth? If we do, I guarantee we'll win. It's not that I don't think we can win. It's oftentimes that I don't think we do what it takes to win. But if enough people stand, I am convinced we will win. We need to make a valiant stand, ladies and gentlemen. And so for Thanksgiving, I'm grateful for all these people that we've highlighted that are willing to make a stand because that, if we turn to God and do our very best and trust in God for the rest, I have no doubt if we honestly take that course of action, we will be successful. But the question remains, will we? Happy Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen. This is the greatest country on the face of the earth, and I will do my very best to preserve it, to protect it, to defend her. And I give thanks to Almighty God to be born at this time and to be in the media to hopefully make a difference for God, family, and country, as Richard Mack and Kirk Crosby so eloquently spoke of. God save the republic. We the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will save America. This nation shall endure. God save the republic.